We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're down to the championship in most leagues. We had a wild game on Christmas night that had a big impact on seeding in the NFL. Here to help me break down week 16 is Alan Soslowski on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by the good folks from Circa, Odds Are, and Smash Up Fantasy Sports. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Alan Soslowski. Alan, how was your Christmas? Christmas was was stressful, man, because of the you know the sweats going on with fantasy football. Right. Christmas itself was fine. I mean, mm-hmm. we we always go to like a Brazilian barbecue. That's our annual Christmas dinner. Okay. But uh, as far as like the football stuff, uh, it's so aggravating, man. I don't know what we keep it. Just when we thought we were out, they pull us back in. Uh, I'm sure everyone has a story where they should have started this guy over that guy, where yeah. if I just had one more catch. But when it happens, it, it doesn't deserve it. It shouldn't be happening to me. It should only be happening to everyone else. Those negative things. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> how, now, how how are your fantasy semifinals? Did you have a lot of them going on? So 40, uh, 41 leagues total for me. Okay. Um, I uh, I'm going to be in 11, uh, nine finals and I'm in eight consolation games that have at least your money okay. back cash prizes. And then half of my teams, I think 10 or 11, you know, out for that got knocked out. So still a chance to be profitable for the year. All right. How about yourself? Good. Very good. Um, I, uh, I, I, I don't play in as many leagues as you. I'm in three Thank finals, you. uh, three out of 19. It's not a good year, actually. I, had a, I feel like I had a pretty bad year. Now I cashed in NFFC primetime. Uh, so made some That's money there. Finished third in my league. And then there's the overall, but I'm like 130th in the overall. So I'm not going to win money there. But what was uh, your worst beat? Like either leading into the playoffs or the thing that knocks you out? Or what was the one thing that was, you know, the annoying thing that no one cares about because it's only your league? um that's a good question i'm thinking about that way while Uh, you're while you're thinking it through i just needed one more catch from barkley on the final drive last night to be into a 700 you know uh final instead Mm -hmm. i'm in the 50 dollars get your money back game oh wow wow that's brutal yes um (laughs) yeah i think i don't i don't know if i had a worse beat the ones that i lost i lost you know i just it, it is like in some cases I ran into, you know, I ran into Cooper, but I had Cooper in a league. So yeah, it's not a beat. 
You know, that's the way it, it's just football. It's just fantasy. That's the right. Way it's that's not a bad beat. It's a beat and it feels and it stings, but it's not a bad beat where there was like the referee did something that screwed you or mm-hmm. it's just it's normal fan. Like, you know, I had you know, I was trying to tell somebody I kept uh, agonizing over like Evan Ingram versus Trey McBride. And I've gotten it wrong the last three weeks. And it it's cost me. That's normal fantasy football. Like right. I consciously made that decision. By the way, anyone listening in the chat. Put in your worst beat for the this past week sixteen. I I love reading this. I, lo- I like it. Yeah. I like no, it I just I love hearing about other people's misery, so I can feel a little bit better about so, mine. I'll job. say uh, here's my answer. Uh, my answer is getting notifications of Justin Jefferson and Brees Hall going off in a league where I was long eliminated, and seeing like Justin Jefferson just made a big play. Justin <laughs> Jefferson just scored a touchdown. <sighs> I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. That 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 was probably that you know. Uh, and then Bengals stuff all aside. I mean, Bengals. That's stuff. real football. That yeah, doesn't count. Football beat. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> count. But that that's actually my worst beat of the year is the Burrow injury. Um, I, I just, saw a friend of of this show, Scott Pianowski, uh, verb uh, put what you just said into words in a tweet. He said, "Yeah, I, I want to th- annually thank my team for going off the week after I need them in some way like that." But nothing just, more reliable than that than that, <laughs> that happen. Absolutely, it's so true. I love it. This stuff makes me laugh, man. It really does because I, I see how pissed people get and they're like, how come you don't care? I go, maybe I'm just like a grizzled veteran at getting beat up in fantasy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, that's the way you got to treat that. This is, I mean, it's our business, but it's also a hobby too. Right. And so you have to kind of just take that with it. You know, we're not splitting the atom here and we're also not saving or killing lives. Um, you know, for the most part, I mean, there's some good charitable things that our community does and all that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in terms of, you know, it, it's not the most heft in the world, it's, but it matters to us still nonetheless a lot. All know, right. Yeah. The passionate. Fa- I think fantasy football players, content creators are some of the most passionate people in the world. Uh, you know, sports fans in general are. Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's recap the week. Start off with the battle of the century of the week uh, with the Ravens and the Niners uh, and did not turn out as most people expected. I think maybe people might have thought that the Ravens could beat the Niners, but to absolutely squash them like they did, destroyed them, really. I mean, I, okay, yes, they got within two touchdowns late. I mean, that's that's saying something. But, the, I mean, the Ravens crushed them. I, I, I'm, I'm duly impressed, Alan. Yeah, I, I'm not as surprised as I was surprised that people were surprised. Like when I when I was talking with some of our other colleagues, like, yeah, I I because I, I posed the question a couple weeks ago is who gives the 49ers the best matchup in the NFL? Like, who is the one that's gonna give them trouble? I was expecting someone to maybe say the Rams, like so and the consensus feedback was no, 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 no. This is like the elite team. And then there's everyone else fighting for scraps. I'm like, it never made sense because this is the NFL. We've right. seen the worst team beat the best team. We've seen 15 point dogs win for. So it never surprises me. Plus this Brock Purdy for MVP thing that was basically minus 200 before this game, Jeff, it mm-hmm. just never felt right. Like it was like, okay, he's like the guy on the most winning team, but it always felt like how we felt about Tua in past years. He was being dragged to uh, relevance through the, his, his setup. Whereas Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, those were clearly like have been the two best players. So it's not as shocking to me that this happened. Yeah. Uh, and Hey, all I have to, I'd say the, their biggest rival is the AFC North. Cause the Bengals smashed them too. The Browns beat them. Now the Browns beat uh, Browns was in the muck and all that, but I mean, they beat them with PJ Walker. Yeah. <laughs> who, by the way, was re-signed to the active roster today. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, that's that's wild too. Uh, but I, so maybe it's just there. There's something there that hey, and yes, Debo wasn't playing. I get it. Debo got hurt against the Browns, but he was playing last night. And the yeah. Ravens and the Ravens are better than the Bengals anyhow. If Burrow doesn't get hurt, then we can talk about that. But even then, they were beating the Bengals that game too. Yeah. Um, well, Ravens wise, though, I mean, I was a little bit nervous because for the Ravens, like think the only like, I guess, clear weakness is they don't really have a good running back. Right. They have Gus Edwards, who's a good goal line back. But mm-hmm. Keaton Mitchell was like that home run guy. Right. He was the one that on seven or eight carries can break a 50, 60 yard run. Right. That like that real. You know, he he was like the the running back version of what Deshaun Jackson used to be back in the day, right? Like you have to really account for him when he's on the field. Uh, but yeah, man, it you are right in the sense where I, I did not expect this to be like a domination thing, but this happens in the in the NFL and it happens all the time. And as you saw, Lamar Jackson, like when you have that um, ability to extend and escape plays and, mm-hmm. and and just really, I mean, he is the true MVP right now. And I hope you got him when he was like, you know, double digits to one. Because right now, I mean, it. it I mean, what's the? I have to look at the rest of their schedule. But I mean, win, Ravens loser, play the Dolphins this week, right? I mean, and even, they get. Uh, it's obviously a division matchup. The last week of the season, I think it's Stillers, right? Yes, yes. And yeah. even if they lose to Miami, if Lamar shows well, just you know, plays his normal 250 and two with maybe like 50, 40 yards rushing. That's still going to keep him as the MVP. Yeah. I think the whole thing about the MVP debate is like you, you wanted to talk about fading um, the just, just fading uh, the, the concept, the concept of fading Brock Purdy. The problem is you can't just bet. It's not like craps. You can't bet the don't uh, you have to pick somebody else to, to fade it. I mean, there's no like, Oh, I want the does not win MVP bet. You know, that, right. that, that's harder to find. Right. Yeah. Well, Dak was a very reasonable bet when he was coming out of the buy at 35 to one. That was the one I put my chip on. That didn't win. Like I said, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen were the eye test ones. So going back, though, to uh, San Francisco in this game last night was that it, it was also interesting. If anyone out there that was playing fantasy that had Brandon Ayuk and you needed him, it, it, he had one target like through most of the game. Right. And one target, yeah. one catch, 18 yards. And then I wouldn't call it garbage time, but in catch up time, he actually he he came home last night. So I was a little surprised that the 49ers weren't targeting him more when the game really mattered. Well, it always mattered, but in the first first half, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was massive. Uh, Debo got 12 targets, only four catches for all those targets. That's crazy. Uh, But I mean, the thing is, Kittle was effective. They moved the ball. They just. They, they 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 screwed up in the red zone. They had the, all those turnovers. I mean, four interceptions, five interceptions. I mean, because you include Darnold's there too at the end. Adam t- was talking about bad beats. He he was going up against the Baltimore defense last night. Had a nine and a half point lead. I mean, I benched the Baltimore defense in one league for the Eagles. Uh, Eagles were available, and I'm like against the Giants. Hey, process was right. Chris List is yelling at me. The process <laughs> is never right, but you know. Right. Yeah, it's right. The process is right. You always hit you, you always stay on um uh, on a, any card when the dealer has a 6, except when it's a 5 under there and then he pulls a 10 after. Then it, the process was horrible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh any other t- uh, takeaways from this game before we move on? Yeah. I just that draft capital matters had Sam Darnold and I'm talking about Brock Purdy of course because had Sam yeah. Darnold brought them back and won that game and that was within the range of outcomes. 
there would be a real contra- uh, quarterback controversy today. Not if Brock Purdy was a first-round pick, but because of who he is. So you could say all these things about like, oh, yeah, he's past that. But just keep in mind, that kind of stuff actually does matter. Yeah, I guess it does. Uh, they play the Commanders this week, so get well week there. It could be there. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, if Darnold can't – I mean, if, if Purdy can't play, how interested are you in streaming Darnold this week? Very, especially in my two quarterback super flex leagues. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I mean, put any competent guy in that San Francisco 49ers offense and it's going to go. I mean, Sam Darnold was the number one. He was the first free agent signed in March. And that was by Shanahan before they knew Brock Purdy was going to be healthy. The other quick thing, Jeff, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the number one overall pick, even at age 28 next year. Hard to go against that, right? I mean, if you uh, like one of the receivers. Yeah, I mean... I'll say this Jefferson showed on Sunday why he's or on Saturday. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. My days are all messed up, dude. Uh, I, I showed, showed against the lions. Why? Oh yeah. He, why he is him. Um, I mean, he can do that with Nick Mullins. He can do that with cousins. He can do it with whoever his quarterback is. As long as he's healthy, I might still make a case for Jefferson, but uh, I'll be the nice guy. I'll draft second. Yeah. Right. Well, if Kirk Cousins isn't ready to go, then I would be very um, skeptical about playing the first six weeks without him. I mean, you know, Nick Mullins, like you said, um, was good enough, but it looks like Kirk Cousins actually was a lot more important than a lot of people thought to that team. Probably so. Probably so. Um, Let's move on to uh, the uh, Eagles and the Giants. Ugly game, really, for the Eagles. I mean, they, they were comfortably ahead and then they fumble the opening kickoff of the second half. Hertz throws a pick six. They're kind of hanging on for dear life in this game. And the passing game has kind of been a concern. I mean, you know, you know, Hertz got your fantasy production, but not all is right with this offense. I mean, Hertz still had 300 yards passing. I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like it, it doesn't look like it. And it's a lot of, a lot of yak, uh, uh, one touchdown, one pick, uh, AJ Brown eventually got you there. He had two receivers, well, three receivers over 70 yards. So he is, giving it off to his big three. Uh, so if you, if you started any of your A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, or Dallas Goddard, um, you got what you paid for, right? I mean, you, you weren't mm-hmm. disappointed there. DeAndre Swift, uh, it was so funny that when he got tackled uh, early, you know, on the goal. That was not like, funny. Right? <laughs> because it's not funny. Yeah. I mean, how many times does DeAndre Swift have to get tackled at the one? How well, many? And then he loses another touchdown when his own teammate knocks him down. Yeah. And he actually gets loses yards on the play instead he gets a touchdown. And you could see on the super slow-mo replay that, yeah, his knee did brush the turf. So it was the right decision. But I'm like, uh, really? Yep. Really, dude? Come on. The universe, I, I tweeted out, the universe finds uh, just the, I'm amazed the extent the universe goes to deny DeAndre Swift a touchdown. But he did get it later on. So at least, so we got that going for us. But you should have been used to it by now, though, right? Like that's been the whole season is when it goes into inside the three or four yard line, it's tush push time. And I mean, what's the conversion rate on? Is it 100%? Is it 97? Quite. It's he fumbled once, uh, actually, but it's still, it's like 90%. It's still ridiculous. It's, Uh, and it's it's like like it gets to the two yard line. Like Swift will get the ball at the four and he'll take it to the one. And I'm like, uh, he almost (laughs) gets in. uh, I'll just reward him just once. No, but I get it rationally. If this is going to work every time, you do it every time. Right. I mean, I understand it. I get it. I don't blame the Eagles. Although I, I almost wonder if there's a physical toll it's taking on Hertz at all. Oh, definitely. I mean, how could it not? But this is what 
this is what you do. You're paying the guy because this is what works. The idea is to win, right? So yeah, but is there a long-term like impact that hurts him? Is my sure. Yeah, I mean, look, famously, Jalen Hurts is like squatting 600 pounds. Yeah, this is part of that skill set, right? You could squat 600 pounds, you can move into the end zone. So. Cam Newton's the obvious example, right? It took years. Like usually at age 30, we're beginning their second peak in their career. Like, look at, Mm -hmm. we talked about Kirk Cousins a minute ago at age 35, Cam Newton's out of the league at 29, 30 years old. So there is a very good chance if you're in like a long-term keeper dynasty stuff that Jalen Hurts has that same fate, right? Cause he's like, you just pointed out, he's not like a prolific passer. So, but in the short term, while they're trying to win a Super Bowl, they're just going to do what they need to do to win. I just, um, might hurt their efforts to win the Super Bowl too, though. If it makes them a lesser passer, if it makes them, you know, a little bit compromised, and even now this year, I don't know. It's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, Giants switched out uh, the quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor took over in the second half. Was better uh, than Tommy Cutlets. Uh, <laughs> do you think that uh, Taylor starts this upcoming week? And does that matter? Yeah, I mean the obvious joke here is that Tommy DeVito got whacked, right? I mean that's mm-hmm. you know you know yeah, par good. for the course. Well um, but yeah, Tyra Taylor just looked better, right? He looked like a professional quarterback. Where uh, Tommy DeVito looked more like that amazing run that Jeremy Lin had for the New York Knicks about 10, 12 years ago, where it just was insane. Like he was on fire, and then it kind of whoop right off the cliff. And you got more than you thought. And Tommy DeVito was a fun story, the agent, all that other stuff. But Tyrod Taylor, not only does he uh, look like a professional quarterback, like he's probably going to start the year if, if Daniel Jones isn't ready and, or there might be other opportunities for Tyrod Taylor to start around the league for teams that aren't confident in their starter, say Kenny Pickett, right. Or, you know, Washington or the, teams that are going to be at a striking distance or that aren't confident in their rookie. So yes, I think he'll start next year. Uh, I'm very interested to see what happens with Saquon Barkley next year. I mean, you got yeah. your 23 carries for 80 yards in a touch this week, but man, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard gettings with, with Saquon Barkley. That team just looks like uh, sometimes that they're struggling for every positive play. Right. But is that because of Barkley or is it because of their atrocious line? I think atrocious line. Yeah, of course. Um, I'll say one other thing about uh, DeVito. Uh, this is the year of the backup quarterback, both in terms of the rise and prominence and the, the number of them, and also the turning into a pumpkin aspect of it. We saw it with Jake Browning this week. We saw it with Joshua Dobbs. We saw it with uh, you know a number of them, like Nick Mullins. We saw it all in one game. We saw the, the, the yards, and we saw the four interceptions. We, we, we've seen like Okay, there's a reason why these guys are career backups. Joe Flacco so is like playoff winner Joe Flacco. He's like the exception so far, but he's also 38. I mean, he's actually been vetted in this league a little bit more. Or but I I feel like yeah, these these quarterbacks can have their moments, but the, it is going to ring midnight for almost all of them. I love that you brought up that point, right? Like that's why these guys are backups. They're good yeah. like they're good like silly putty to plug a hole in a raft, but they're not like a a, a permanent fix. So right. Very good point. Could Joe Flacco be the next one? Like people are in their fantasy final. Uh, Flacco, uh, they have a tough matchup with Thursday the Jets. against the Jets. Right, tough matchup. But if you have Joe Flacco or say like Kyler Murray, I mean that's going to be a real question. Kyler Murray has the rushing upside, but it's been okay. Joe Flacco has been league winner, like an actual league winner. You almost can't bench this guy. I don't care what the Jets, what 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 they're. Be- I think they're the best ranked defense, right? Yards. Oh, yeah, they top. they've made every quarterback feel the pain. It is so crazy how like so many good quarterbacks have had terrible games against them. 
Justin Herbert had his career worst game against them. Patrick Mahomes had a terrible game. Although we thought that was all Jets, then we realized it's also all Chiefs. But uh, we'll get there in a second. Uh, but, uh, you know, you go down the list. Jalen Hurts had his worst game, you know, against them. You're going to get uh, a, you're going to get a lot of start set questions with Joe Flacco. But when you do your value meter, which is posted on Road and Wire every week, yep. he, he's going to be in your top 12. I, I just can't see how he wouldn't be at this point. Yeah, I don't know if he even was this past week, but I, it's going to be close. I think it's I go Stafford ahead of uh, ahead of Flacco. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, Stafford gets the Giants this week. So I, I kind of prefer that. Uh, before we move on to Chiefs Raiders, a quick note from our friends on the Blue Wire Network. We like being on there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Appreciate your indulgence. Let's talk the third Christmas game, Chiefs Raiders. Alan, this was uh, this is the culmination of two different things. Uh, this is one, all the problems that the chiefs have had all year. We saw it come to its, its, its peak. I feel like, but also the Raiders, they're a real team. This is, you know, three really good defensive performances in a row. I mean, remember they lost the shutout game against the Vikings three, nothing people got to remember. That's what caused Joshua Dobbs to get benched and turned into a pumpkin in the first place. It's just that the offense and Aiden O'Connell was so tragic. Uh, but then the last week in the let's quit on uh, Staley game, uh, they were dominant in that game. They, you know, Easton stick had no chance in that game. Maybe some of this was not the chargers quitting, but maybe the Raiders playing good. I think that I feel like I, I made this uh, point on the uh, Chris Harris podcast. 
the Bears and the Raiders are real teams now. They're not jokes. They're not punchlines. They're real defenses, and we should uh, be wary of them. Yeah, I, I was going to make your I was going to throw your usual pun joke back at you when you said they're a real team. I was going to say, yes, Jeff, they do exist. You know, that, that's that's a Jeff Erickson uh, bag of tricks joke right there. But yeah, I think that, you know, with the and the Raiders, by the way, have two very interesting outcomes. They could end up winning the division. Believe it or not, that's actually mathematically possible. Right. And I, I think their next two games, they if they win out. I think they have like an 80% chance as a couple of the things that need to happen for them to get in the playoffs. The real question for the Raiders is, will Antonio Pierce be the coach next year? I mean, the obvious thing is to say, yes, look what he's done with the team. But I don't know if you remember back to your dating days, Jeff Erickson, but those first few dates are always good, man. It's what happened. You know, once the luster wears off a little bit, is this the guy we want in charge of the whole thing? Is this the person that you want to move forward with? And I, Yes, for me, right? I mean, I, I love that that he's in the right generation, meaning he's far enough away, retired, where he's still perceived as like a an adult, but he's close enough retired where he could still relate to the players and their mm -hmm. age. He's not. Right. So I think he's like a Dan Campbell-esque guy, like a rah-rah, let's-go guy. He may not be the most prolific X's and O's guy as far as we know, but I don't think that's what you need in a head coach. Like hire one of those guys, right? There's so many of these college geniuses or whoever you want to call them plays, but seems like the right guy at the right time um, that to, to lead the Raiders uh, next year, because they could easily be a 10 win team uh, if they had Antonio Pierce in the beginning. Yeah. I was just going to say they need to hire an offensive coordinator. They need to figure out quarterback, but you know, yeah, I, I agree. He, th I think there are some really positive things. We haven't had to see him his acumen as a, like, you know, play call. Well, not play caller, obviously, but as a, like a down and distance type of guy, down and distance sort of decision sort of guy yet. We really haven't seen a whole lot of that, but you've seen him rally the troops. That's for sure. Um, granted, sometimes it's just the change. Any change can be good when you get out of the Josh McDaniels malaise. Uh, so that might have a big part of that there, but hey, good on him for doing so. Uh, the Chiefs man, Mahomes couldn't find anybody all day, starting from the very first series. I don't know if he was off in his own right, too. If he was just playing badly, it's possible. I think the pick six, he definitely made a terrible decision. But I think it all stemmed from him not being able to find anybody. I mean, we keep on beating this drum that he's got no receivers. He had no receivers. He, he Nobody was getting open. I mean, I Rasheed Rice and him weren't on the same page a couple of times. I noticed that. But this is... It, it was really arresting to see how ineffective this offense was. Yeah, I'm going to uh, uh, summon your your normal broadcast partner, Nick Whalen, and do a cross-sport reference here. This seems like the LeBron James teams that had nobody else on Cleveland, right? Like mm -hmm. where it's Mahomes and then a bunch of guys, and the bunch of guys are frustrating Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then the, the football comparison, I think the easy one, uh, is the um, the Patriots teams with Tom Brady when Julian Edelman was their best player, right? Like an 1,100-ish yard Julian Edelman. That's kind of what Kelsey's going to end up with. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was washed up jo Josh Gordon. It was um, Philip Dorsett. Like, that's the cast of characters. And, it was, and I think Jacoby Myers was a rookie that year. That's kind of like what Mahomes is dealing with right now. And that year, I think it was, what, 17 or 19? I forget which year it was. Brady, even though they were a high seed, they had a first round exit out of the playoffs or their first game, whatever they're if they were a, a bye team. So um, I think that's pretty much in play, right? I mean, 
you know, you hear a lot of like kind of tongue in cheek blaming Taylor Swift since they've been three and five since her and Kelsey announced that oh. they were dating and that he's only had one touchdown. But you know what the Taylor Swift thing reminds me of, Jeff Erickson? You remember Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo, how she put the kibosh on him about a decade or so ago? Uh, I, I, I do remember that they dated. Yes. <laughs> well, and that. Tony Romo didn't play well after that they came out. So, you know, sloppy analysis is all I'm saying. <laughs> sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. Um, you know, they, you, it's just, yes, they won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill last year. So we yeah. can say they know what they're doing as far as that goes, but I don't think they, I, I think that they just, it was too many things and it finally came to roost. Now, Pache Isaiah Pacheco left with a concussion late in this game. Um, next week. If Josh Jacobs doesn't play and Pacheco doesn't play, who are you more interested in? Zamir White against Indy or Clyde Edwards-Alaire against the Bengals? It's an easy answer for me. It's Zamir White. He's produced big-time yardage two weeks in a row. He had 145 yards, Zamir White, that is. Mm -hmm. uh, this week didn't do much in the passing game or score a touchdown, so it's only, you know, it's a, it's a modest fantasy output, but... He's a good player, right? Everyone yeah. liked Samir White coming out of Georgia. I know our guys, uh, Mario and John, do all the college analysis for us. Really liked him. And, you know, the only reason that he fell to the fourth round in the real NFL drafts is because he had some knee issues. He's okay. a second-round level talent that was drafted in the fourth round. He just never really got a chance. This is a good running back. He could be in your top 15 uh, when you do your value meter rankings. Which I'll be doing later today, late, late tonight, actually. Uh, I'll throw one other name in there. Khalil Herbert, assuming that uh, Deonta Foreman's not playing. Khalil Herbert's at home against Atlanta this week. He ran for over 100 yards against the run funnel that is Arizona. Compare, you know, is he where does he slide in that continuum? I I think that's a great like grouping, great tier there. I'm still going to stick with Zamir White. Okay. For the, for the reason is that he's like primary back without a running quarterback, whereas Khalil Herbert. It's still, you know, you Roshan Johnson's still there. He exists, right? And Justin yeah. Fields has got to be treated like a committee back. He's going to have six to eight rushes. So, yeah, great options. Like in some of my leagues where I I'm just, you know, that I'm in a final or a consolation game, I would love to have any of these guys. But if I have them all on my bench, I would start Zamir White over players with definite roles like a, like a Jalen Warren type. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, well, Warren obviously was took a back seat to Harris this past yeah. week. It's, yeah, after like it's so funny. The, the second they say that Warren's going to get more work than Harris, it, the opposite has happened. So, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, yeah. So the, funny. As so is fantasy football, right? All the information you get. If you just did the opposite of everything that you think you should do, I, I wonder if that would still yield like fifty-eight percent of your way to the title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. The, the Bizarro, the Costanza, just do opposite everything, man. You know, it's uh, it is wild out there. Especially if you uh, get a lot of your information from social media, podcasts, uh, you hear a lot of people that have these definite takes and these definite things. And man, the truth is um, we're fortune tellers, right? We don't really know. We're doing our best to rub our crystal ball. We're using our best experience and trying to give you what we think is right. But man, the NFL is, place. is, is so, yeah, it's so random. Yeah. It is wild out there. Nowhere else it's wild is uh, Circa Las Vegas, especially going to be during uh, Super Bowl week. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Alan is all about pyrotechnic and visual effects. Let me tell you about that. Snag the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touchdown at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports for the Big Game Bash. 
three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve at CircaLasVegas.com. Jeff Erickson here with Alan Sislowski, and let's talk about the least-watched Sunday night football game ever. Patriots upsetting the Broncos in Denver on NFL Network. Yeah, by the way, Circa, best hotel in Vegas. I, I, I mean, love it. That's, I love it. They are the 1.01 of all-time Vegas. If you have not been out to Circa and you are into sports in any way, you, yeah. it's like you've walked in. You will that you would be able to die and go to heaven, and that's what it would look like if you were anything into sports. So Yeah, most that, casinos, they put like the sports book. It's the redhead of stepchild. They put it in the corner. Nobody puts Circa in the corner there. It, it's like... It is massive. It is ridiculous. And it's not just the sports book itself, but like the bars, like everywhere you go, you're surrounded by sports, like by the pool. It's, it's amazing. You can bet at the pool. I mean, most places you can't do that. You can awesome. bet in the pool. Like while yeah. you're in a pool, you can bet like play blackjack in that little. That no, no, little... but you can sports bet at the pool. Oh, I mean, interesting. You, can, yeah. you know, they have a sports book out the pool as well. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. All right. Let's get this new England Denver game. Craig is out here. Sure. Uh, all right. Marvin Mims is interesting to me. If Cortland Sutton doesn't play, got the concussion uh, or checking for concussion symptoms. So Mims has, uh, but uh, it's the same thing we hear all, all, like all year long. It's like, man, if, if only they give Mims 10 targets, it'd be amazing. What would happen? They're never going to give him 10 targets, but he can hit for three big plays. That's all it takes. He could do it. I'm I'm looking here. Is it eight or nine receivers that Russell Wilson spread the ball to? If you can, if you include Michael Burton, who had a one catch for uh, for four yards, but that just means that nobody's going to get ten targets, right? I mean, right. or you know, ten catches. So you can play Marvin Mins in a pinch, and I think we like his talent. But he's going to be one of those um, second year receivers that we like drafting in like the eighth, the tenth round next sure. year. And man, if I'm in a fantasy final and I, I'm scrapping around. Marvin Mims makes me nervous, Jeff. Not for any of the reasons that you identify with his talent, just because of of the dynamic of this team. Uh, you would like to see maybe that Jerry Judy is a little bit that has the best chance, but man, it's just uh, like Judy's ha- just a guy, though. That's the thing. Mims could be special. I'm ready to move. That's fair. I'm ready to pull up stakes on Jerry Judy. I have him in a dynasty league. I'm. It's a deep dynasty league, so we keep like 15 players. He's probably a top 15 player but uh, I don't want to have to start him ever. Do you think that he's a player that could be on a different team next year? I mean, I, I you know, I was very in tune with his contract status last year. I think that did they fifth year option him, which might've been, you know, I have to look that up. Uh, but anyway, if he is just out there to like roam the free agency, you know, there's going to be teams that are interested in him because he's quote the name and, if free agents next year, Jim, it's like the number one guy is like Gabe Dave, is Gabe Davis. It's yeah. I mean T Higgins. You can he's not really a free agent. There's in my opinion, there's no way they're letting him walk out the door with this nucleus. They'll, they'll so, tag, tag him once. To know? answer your question, they exercised a team option for uh, 2024 already. Uh, they did that in May this year. Right. So, so one year is 12.99 million for Judy for the Broncos. So he's not going anywhere. Or I, he'll be traded for a late round pick. If, he if strikes me as one of those guys that. Oh, if he's only been in the right spot where people could appreciate his talents, he'll go off and it never happens. No. He's the Duke Johnson of wide receivers. 
I think you hit on something there. That is a very good. That, I, you know what? You know, they, as they say in social media, stealing this like that. I like that a lot. The, the one that we had all these high expectations for, and it just even when he had the opportunity, it never happened. So yeah, I think you uh, you hit it there. If if you have if you made it to your fantasy final with Javante Williams, uh, you, you know you I have did, your. By the way. Oh, you did. Well, you still have to play him, right? I mean, you still have a yeah. a floor of 10, 10 carries. I have the most targets. garbage running backs in a in a championship. My, Who? My, Javante? Javante Williams and Tyler Algier are my starting running backs in this league. You and I lost him. Keenan Allen in this league, but hmm. uh it's a super flex league, and I have to decide about Brock Purdy now, too. But uh it, it's really a it, it's it's remarkable kind of smoke and mirrors. But uh, well, what got you there? Who the, the Keenan Allen receivers? Oh, okay. Keen, yeah, right. I you know Amari Cooper went nuts uh made up for the fact that um i had someone that didn't go off that usually goes off too um and i lost keenan allen so it was it was wild but uh yeah nonetheless i don't know where my point was with that yeah there no no we were we were talking about javante on the yeah. broncos so oh, that yeah. also leads garbage to running backs yes yeah it also lead by the way leads to russell wilson who for all his faults has been a very good fantasy quarterback this year not excellent not elite but in a two quarterback league every week starter and you know, I, I'm just, if you drafted Russell Wilson in like the 14th round this year, he was perfectly fine. Um, Denver, I mean, they're in a must-win situation. That was crazy how they lost to uh, to New England, man. It's like New England has team that the, doesn't even want to win. Well, the players want to win, but the fans, Obviously. the yeah, franchise, yeah. the organization doesn't. No. And they have the worst kicker in the entire league. That guy, and right? Like, I mean, 56 yarder. Yeah, like, I mean, sure. that, it, <laughs> no. I mean, it was like no doubt that was going to be good. And, and, the, and he wears a stupid number, number 37, Chad Ryland, right? I mean, and he just, I mean, it's so, that's usually something that happens to the Jets, right? Like they have mm -hmm. the Trevor Lawrence thing all lined up. We could talk about, you know, mm -hmm. if we about Trevor in a little while, but they have it all lined up a couple years ago and then they win a game and then their, their consolation prize for winning that game is Zach Wilson, baby. Uh, that's kind of what just happened to uh, the Patriots, who now are not in the Caleb Williams, Drake May sweepstakes. I mean, they can end up there, but probably not. So they're thanks, fourth, Chad Ryland. Right? Yeah. Yeah, fourth. And they're not even, they might not even be in the uh, kid from LSU sweepstakes. If yeah. Jaden Daniels is the yeah. guy's name. Yep. Um, it, they can get there though. You can move up one spot. It's sure. very difficult without basically, you know, putting mortgaging your house, uh, to get it to one Carolina, how that's working out too. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's dangerous. You can move up a spot. They're still in Jaden Daniels. Uh, that's a good point that you bring up because he could end up being better than the other two. We just don't know yet. Yeah. Mi Miami and Dallas, the game of the day of the week. Uh, <laughs> since we can't, you know, it's not the game of the week, but uh, Miami Dallas, a, a big game, a lot of heft to this game, a lot of meaning to it. Miami loses, uh, they, they, they lose um, Waddle. Waddle in this yeah. game. Uh, basically, is Tyreek Hill with a little Durham Smythe mixed in. They settle for a ton of field goals and they win it as time expires. Finally, beat a good team, but it was, a, it was kind of the fraud bowl because Dallas can't beat anybody on the road. This is like Dallas against the road, Miami versus a good team. Miami prevails by two. Devon Achan was the guy, Achan was the guy that is frustrating most fantasy managers because he's had those explosive weeks. Yeah. And then he goes out and he gets injured, and then you can't bench him. Like you just you couldn't live with yourself if you had a blow like a 35 point week with Achan on your bench. So you started him. 
and he basically gets you set, uh, seven carries for 24 yards and, uh, you know, another catch for seven yards. Mm-hmm. It's almost very Kadarius Tony like. Now, again, I'm not, I have way more optimism for Devon A. Chain next year. I think he'll be a second or a third round pick in fantasy drafts. But you remember, Kadarius Tony kept getting drafted in like the fourth round, the eighth round. I mean, because of like two plays he had against Dallas as a giant a handful of years ago. You're not yeah. going to be able to unsee Devon Achan, and it, like I said, it probably costs you a playoff matchup um, next week. Though they're saying Jalen Waddle, Jeff, is might be out for the rest of like the. He's, right. You're not going to have him next week. You're not. So, right. Is there and anyone else? Baltimore, no less, too. Right. Right. So, is there anyone else? Are you starting like a Cedric Wilson? Type? So I just did Chris Harris's free agent podcast list, and he made my honorable mention. I just couldn't recommend him. Like I'd go KJ Osborne over. Oh yeah, Cedric Wilson. I'd go Mims over Cedric Wilson. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to pick up. It's hard. It's hard to find wide receivers to pick up right now. Uh, others that I considered, um, I DJ Chark. I consider. I consider you know Melton from uh, Green Bay. If all those other injured receivers are missing, because they got a bunch of injured receivers right now. Alec Pierce, I'd consider too. Though it's turning out, I want to avoid the Raiders as it turns out. So I don't know. Yeah. Now you, you're making good sense there. I think that Durham Smythe, um, if you like is probably the guy he had the second most targets in this game. Uh, he ended up with five receptions for 56 yards. Now, again, you're, that's not a wide receiver replacement, mm-hmm. but I think that he, if you are in a pinch, if you lost TJ Hawkinson, for example, this week, and he doesn't play next week, right. Smythe is somebody that if you're in any sort of like premium format that I would be interested in, not because we love Durham Smythe, but because he could end up being the second most targeted player after Tyree kill next week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and I, I'm glad you mentioned Hawkinson. We'll get to Hawkinson and in, in that Minnesota Detroit game, but that's a huge injury, huge, huge injury there. So yeah, absolutely. could see that. Is he title one next year, Jeff, like in fantasy, like forget where they go. There's not going to be a first round tight end, but will he, if you're just doing your rankings off the top of your head right now, and obviously they're going to change 75 times. Will he be your tight end one? I don't think there's a clear tight end one. I you don't have even think there's someone. a tight end two clear. T- I think you could make an argument for Laporta too. Yeah. Uh, just as easily. Um, Those two, I think are the one and two. I like, I wouldn't Kelsey. Is, I mean, Andrews, if he's healthy, will be three prop for me. Mm-hmm. But I think the real takeaway is we're not going to see a tight end drafted and redraft until the late third round or middle of the third round. Which means Travis Kelsey's a bargain again. After Fourth being round a ripoff this year. <laughs> right. Well, it was a bargain last year because remember last year was the year. Oh, these older tight ends, they start to fall. He, there's not as big of a gap between Kelsey and the pack. And then it turns out there was a massive gap between Kelsey and the back. Yep. It also depends on what they do. Uh, I think Kelsey at this point of his career would benefit if they get a, another credible pass catcher there not it wouldn't be because he wouldn't be getting double teamed all the time like just again i'm just going to make this up it's not going to happen mm-hmm. but like if Devonte adams was a chief right then right. you would say okay kelsey would not have those mega seasons but it would probably benefit him yeah he's not having that mega season this year um he no. need no. actually i i'd argue that they need a better wide receiver to help him out too um that it's just in terms of getting people open uh drawing some of the attention away it's just it's just been too much Yep. Do you uh, on the season and he's had a bad, you know, five, six weeks as we already identified, but on the season, he's still tight end two. But mm-hmm. I would vent if, if, uh, if you look at like since I don't want to say her name, but if since then, uh, he's just barely cracking the top 10. Yeah, I know. 
It, it has nothing to do with her, but yeah. I know, I know, but it's fun to say it. Right. Eh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mention it again. I won't mention That's it. Okay. Again. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't, no, I'm not one of those guys that gets all upset about mentions of her. I just think it's just, it's just, pop it's culture. silly. It's silly. It is. Silly. I, it brings more people to watch football and that's good. Um, and my kid, like my kids love Taylor Swift. So my, yeah, that's exactly uh, what the NFL needs. More people watching football here. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. So weeks eight through 16, Jeff, uh, Travis Kelsey's tight end nine. Yeah. Yeah. He's been very ordinary. There's, you can't get around that there. All right. Um, other takeaways from Miami, Dallas, Dallas. I mean, CD lamb was crushing it in the first quarter crushing it he went like the entire second quarter without a target some of that was a pass rush issue the the thing that i think was the biggest factor in this game that was not mentioned enough was tyron smith's injury you know, t- you know the pass rush got to Dak a lot in this game and it all had to do with the fact that their world-class left tackle was not there and this has happened before yep but i mean this is going to happen it happened to the 49ers last night with uh with, with trent williams right it's like it's these are part of this part of the season. You're going to have to live with um, offensive lines that are banged up star players that aren't playing well. Uh, maybe that, like you said, it's, we always think of like Dallas as having like this elite offensive line. I think it's been okay. Right. I mean, they've been, you know, a top half of the league offensive line. I mm-hmm. just think that they need a, they, they need something else besides just feeding CD lamb. I mean, Brandon cooks, have that nice touchdown catch. But mm-hmm. other than that, man, it's what else do they have? I mean, Jake Ferguson, it's not like he's an elite tight end. He's just been like, Hey, he's, he's what pretty Dalton, good. He's yeah. pretty good. He's, he was a very plus replacement for what they lost in Dalton Schultz. Right. Correct. He, he's like exactly what you want for like a third or fourth option, but he's playing up. Like he's been the second guy, right? I mean, you get a couple splash plays from Jalen Tolbert, which by the way, man, you uh, a couple that weeks ago did catch. Woo. Yes. And yeah. I, I'm going to give you full credit. Here. I'm going to victory lap for you. You called oh, out okay. Tolbert on sneaky ads video that we do uh, yes. a, a few weeks before it happened. I thought that I was, la- I was laughing. I was snickering at you. And meanwhile, the guy looks like he's a real player. So uh, yeah. I apologize. I'm coming back. I'm kissing your toes, Jeff Erickson. But I just think that Don't this is toes. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. gross. Oh, I was doing my best Rex Ryan right there. Yeah. Uh, it's just that Tony Pollard is not, it, it, I hate to say this. He's not what it, what Zeke Elliott was, right? Like a oh, lead. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got a point to make after you said that. Yeah, no, just bottom line was Tony Pollard was the classic guy that was better in the role he had, not as a lead back. And I think that's what they're missing. They get in low. You saw Pollard get stuffed a couple times. So uh, if you're not going to have a, a second alpha pass catcher, man, um, the running game looks like it's limping along. Zeke does not get tackled at the inch line on that play in the first quarter like Pollard did. He got his product progress got immediately stopped. He, for all intents and purposes, he looked like he was a walk in touchdown. And somehow he got a first down, got stopped. And then the subsequent play, the fullback fumbles the ball. Remember that they call the stupid fullback play. You play stupid games, you get you win stupid prizes. You get that. You deserve that. Um, but, you know, Zeke scores that touchdown. Yep. No doubt in my mind, Zeke scores that touchdown. They they went to that fullback because he converted on fourth and one twice, right in the on that drive. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what what it worked twice. We got this what, toy. This is the this is our tush push. <laughs> what could go wrong? It's yeah. so it worked twice. Like again, to use the blackjack reference, you hit on nineteen and it worked d- twice. Don't do it again. That's not a process. That's like a, you got away with it twice. Yeah. Get the ball in the player hands of your best players. Yeah. 
Um, and turns out that mattered a lot. So there it goes. Um, all right. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville. I made a tragic starting lineup decision in the NFFC. I don't think I would have, I'm, I'm in play for winning any overall money anyhow, but I benched Jordan Love at the last minute and put Trevor Lawrence back in. Because my logic being is, okay, they're going to be without Jaden Reed. They're already without Christian Watson. It's Carolina. They're probably going to run the ball a ton. They did run the ball a ton early on. Uh, and Lawrence, you know, he's cleared from the concussion. He's good to go. But Lawrence doesn't have Christian Kirk. That was a stupid decision by me. It was just dumb. Um, yeah, I, I, big, big regret. Now Lawrence is banged up yet again. It might have been just one of those, okay, we're getting our butts kicked. Let's rest them sort of thing, too. They've lost three in a row. Poor Nick. He doesn't have to do the recap on this one here, at <laughs> least. Uh, but, man, Lawrence has not looked good lately. Not look good lately. He has not lived up to his billing. And when Trevor Lawrence was coming out, one of the things I was I was talking about um, on the Rotowire podcast was the the reason he's such an elite prospect is because he cannot fail. His floor is so high. Man, that floor hasn't even been there, Jeff Erickson. Not in fantasy football. Not in real football. We've seen flashes of the upside, but right. here's the question the Jaguars are going to have. Let's let's say they you know they they finally make they make it in the playoffs, right? Last year they had the great upset win. Let's even say they let's say they get bounced in the first round. Next year's the year where they have to make that they have to commit the 250 million over however many years to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you have to do it probably, right? Because what's the other option? But if yeah. you're a Jacksonville fan, you're not you're not like pumped about that, right? I mean, or are you? Is it just that, you know, there's there's been other circumstances in your opinion that have prevented him from I thought this was the year he was going to go into the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes tier. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I had him that high, but that was he was the definitely in the, the, that, okay, these are the top seven quarterbacks you got. If you really should get one of them. Well, it didn't work out with Lawrence from a production and or health standpoint. It didn't work out with Burrow from a health standpoint. And it turns out it's not working out with Herbert from a health standpoint either. I mean, it, it's been pretty disastrous when you needed the most, uh, Lawrence at least got that one touchdown in the second half. He got you over 200 yards. He got you those 29 rush yards. The fact is, Jacksonville couldn't run the ball at all in this game. And they haven't been able to run the ball lately. The last, you know, ETN was so amazing early in the season, and he's been such a disaster late. Six carries for 12 yards, Allen. They don't use him in the passing game that much. Three catches for 19. He's a, dis- you know, that's a, that's been a, a full-on disaster lately. I mean, a guy that was a top five fantasy running back, is barely startable now. I, I yes, all those facts are true. I still like what I see out of ETN. I, I don't well, think it's great, but the offensive line's crap. There it is. There's your answer. You know, it's like, um, but you still got to start them, right? I can't imagine that you have it. Maybe if you're in a an, a ten team league and you're in a championship and you have James Connor, sure, that's mm-hmm. a very that's a better start. But I can't imagine for most uh, um, for most of the sophisticated players that are in these like 14, 16 team leagues or even twelve team leagues have better options. But you're right. It's not like it's a confident auto start. He's just. Um, Hey, he's done it for the year, but there's been problems here. Uh, Evan Ingram, that's who I want to highlight here, Jeff Erickson, okay. because Alice he is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like when I say your full name? No, I don't mind at all. I'm just answering in kind. Okay, there you go. 
uh, 10 catches, 95 yards. I have had an agony, and I'm just, you know, venting to the world right now. I've had an agonizing high class problem over the last few weeks, and it's cost me every week. Trey McBride or Evan Ingram, I've gotten it wrong every week in the playoffs, you know, (laughs) when they've been alternating go off weeks. Yeah. And what the the answer was, it cost me in the Rotowire Vegas League. What the real answer was, was start both of them and bench Tony Pollard, right? Because I could have done that in our league. But who does that? Nobody does that though. That's the I, problem. You say it's it that's that's like the that's the Tuesday morning quarterbacking right there. Like, oh, I should have done that because you had the benefit of a hundred percent hindsight. Uh, but no one's ever benching Pollard. I'm sorry. You are right, and neither did I. So yeah. what does that say? It says that uh yeah, there was no answer. But yeah, it's Evan Ingram, I think, was in hindsight, and again, like you said, Tuesday morning quarterback is a great way to to say it, right? We usually say Monday morning quarterback, but now with all these freaking games on Monday. Yeah. It is Tuesday morning quarterback, but Evan Ingram is basically filled the Christian Kirk role because Evan Ingram is a quasi wide receiver, had that amazing breakout in year one, then mm-hmm. basically falls off the fantasy map. And now with a better situation and now the opportunity, he has become a league winner, I guess. Is that the right word? And by the way, Evan Ingram's career trajectory gives me hope for Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts had a little bit of a breakout in year one. Then his fall has really been a fantasy disappointment. So if his circumstances change, I think he can be Evan Ingram either next year or the year after. But back to this game, other side of the football, Jeff, Tampa Bay. Well, before we do that, uh, I mean, one other point. ETN yep. faces Carolina this week. Got to play him. Got to play him. Got to play him. All right. Yeah. Other side of the ball. We had a question on the other side of the ball. So yeah. go ahead and let's talk Tampa. Yeah, so Baker Mayfield has been one of the best 10 real-life quarterbacks and probably the best nine fantasy quarterbacks when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Without looking, do you know how much Tampa Bay signed Baker Mayfield for on this deal, this one-year deal? Like, Take a guess. Million. It's like four. Uh, it, oh, you, you, you yucked my yum. It was $8 million and uh, You know, come on, uh, Jeff. You yucked, get, oh, come on, you're using your list terminology. Well, there. that's why I said it, right? You yucked yeah. my yum, you know? Um, I knew it was cheap. I knew it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but eight, so but now it, what do you do? I under I, I overestimated the nothingness there a little bit. Right. So. I mean, and it, it, Mitch Trubisky is making like eleven or twelve million for Christ's sake. Yeah, you know, quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's really remarkable that they've gotten this mileage. They're going to win. They're going to win the division probably. I mean, it's not done yet. They get big game against New Orleans this week. Um, it's this week, right? That they play each other. I believe. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And then they get. I think they get Carolina in Week 18. So. Uh, in, a lot of head-to-heads there, but uh, anyhow, yeah, uh, yeah, they're getting a hell of a lot of mileage. So we got concerns about uh, like Connor O'Carroll is worried about uh, about Rashad White. You know, what are you worried about? The finals, but it's against the Saints. Oop. Are you concerned about the matchup at all? Are you concerned about how they, it was like twenty for thirty-nine? The thing about Rashad White is even when he doesn't run the ball effectively, he has six catches. He still score. He gets the goal line carries. You know, he, he's a three-down back. I think he's an easy start, even with the even if matchup concerns. Rashad White is a top five fantasy running back for the entire year. Like you just said, he's got he doesn't need to be a good player with a good matchup to give you. This is fantasy magic. You get the guy in the eighth round, right? Remember when we were deciding on the clock, Jeff? When it, this is the proverbial way, should I take Miles Sanders? He's such a good value here, mm. or do I take Rashad White? He stinks. Uh, one of those actually won you the league or got you to the fantasy finals. The other one, right. it, it basically was useless. So the, the either or is not really an either or. It's a landslide <laughs> decision. Yeah, it's a, I, it, I hate yes. that. 
But yeah, it happens and, all the time. Mm-hmm. And if, I mean, if you just look at the top of the running back rankings this year, okay, Christian McCaffrey, he finished exactly where you thought he would. But Raheem Mostert is the RB2, Rashad White, RB3, Jameer Gibbs, fine, you, you know, and then Alvin Kamara is a top seven running back in PPR leagues. He was kryptonite. Nobody wanted him. They, the suspension, he's aging, is the team situation. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as his suspension was announced and it was so much lower than we expected, I, I think that changed a lot. A little bit. Third round? Fourth round? I mean, he he should later. have been. A, he went later than that even, I think. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he yeah. he should have been a second-round pick, right? I mean, in yeah. hindsight, you know, Tuesday morning quarterback again. But back to the Rashad White thing, do not overthink this. You are putting him. I can't even think of a player that I would I would rank him as the second running back, regardless of matchup this week after Christian McCaffrey. I, I can't think of anyone who I would have more confidence in that has a true floor with actual upside to go along with it. Yeah. Uh, there was some uh, uh, this follow up question was any uh, concern about Mike Evans? You know, Saints usually shut him down. Marshawn Lattimore is hurt. Uh, we'll see if Lattimore comes back this week. He hasn't even been designated to return from injured reserve. So we'll see. I mean, they get a long week coming into week 17. The game means a ton to the saints and to the bucks for that matter. But you know, Evans often gets shut down by Lattimore. If there's no Lattimore, I'm starting Evan. I'm starting Evans. Anyhow, come on. That's what I'm saying. I always, I always, um, wonder when we talk about like, Oh, should we start this wide receiver? He has this corner matchup. No, the corner matchup has to deal with Mike Evans. Sure. There's been a history yeah. of, you said of, of lower production, but this is a different year with a different quarterback. Baker Mayfield has told us week after week that Mike Evans is his first hit read, his second read. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he just locks on like a, like a missile and just throws in the ball when he's not open it's similar to what Johnny Manziel used to do with Mike Evans in college, right? I mean, yeah, he got him he, drafted after all. There you go. So yeah. Mike Evans is, you just play him regardless of that matchup. Godwin's is, got, Godwin got 11 targets last week though. It's interesting. Yep. And, and he's a great player. He's a great player. But when, um, when the money was on the line with the touchdowns, Baker, what I'm, this is not like a don't play Godwin take. This is, you play Mike Evans. There's always going to, I think two weeks ago or last week, he had a down week, but he's winning you weeks and yep. it's normal yep. wide receiver volatility. Jeff Erickson. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. Chicago, Arizona. We are, we got to start picking up the pace here, Alan. Uh, Cause we got a lot of games still left. Right. I think we're going to skip the Thursday game, but anyway, should we, we kind of tangentially touched upon it. else. Chicago, Arizona, the bears are a real team. They're, mm-hmm. they're good now. And, the thing is, it's way too late to do anything in the playoffs this year, but I, I don't want my team facing them um, uh, from a, a real-life standpoint. I don't want my fantasy players facing this defense. Yeah, the, the very quick version here is James Conner is fully back. He's a workload. He's a professional running back. You're always starting him. Greg Dortch in a pinch. Uh, he always seems to come through. He's a good player. And then other than that, you're not really, um, you know, Trey McBride. If you have him, that that's the, uh, the, the, the Arizona side of it. And then the bear side is you, you talked about Khalil Herbert. He, he's in real consideration as a, yeah. as a top 15 running back. And then, you know, is, if is Cole Komet, did he get hurt or is he, he did get banged up at the end of the game? So we'll have to check his status for sure. Yeah. And DJ Moore looked, he looked dinged up after he came back after he left, but I can't imagine if you if you are playing a two receiver league, DJ Moore, fine. You might have some other options, but if you're in a three receiver and a flex league, DJ Moore is in your lineup. You're just going to bet on the talent. Yeah, you are. Um, and 
I, I, yeah. And more, both Moore and Komet got banged up in this game. Moore stayed in the game, but he didn't do a ton. So for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, they also didn't need him to do a ton. Fields could have had an even bigger game. He had a long run call back due to a penalty and all that, but they, they were doing more design runs. It's like, where the hell was this earlier in the season? Like, why couldn't they be calling this all along? He looked so good at times. He also looked bafflingly bad at times, too. I guess he threw that interception. But I think that was also a route issue, too. It might have had something to do with the fact they had been injured pass targets. But I don't know. Bears, Bears to me, are they're, they're, an action, they're like the Raiders. Like you don't want your fancy players going up against them right now, and they're there's just legitimately decent team, a de- legitimately decent team. The, and it's Arizona's just, terrible. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating what happens next year with Justin Fields, being that if they have, you know, they have the first overall pick, they have Carolina's pick. Do they draft? Do they trade the pick? Do they trade Justin Fields? I am so that's going to be the number one storyline leading yeah. up in the offseason because Heck yeah, yeah, another team is going to get Justin Fields. If they trade him away or do they keep both? I mean, that's that's really what the um, Justin Fields over these last couple games is going to answer that question for the Bears. I don't think he's going to answer it. I think it's going to be more of the same where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I see the good stuff. I see the bad stuff. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I still don't know. I think we'll still not know after this season. I think we won't know after two years from now. I don't know. It, it's he. I think he'll be part of the, the, the whole mass of quarterbacks that are in that vast middle. I don't think he'll. All right, I don't think well, he'll be a star, but I also don't. I think he's going to be like Trevor Lawrence where yeah, you're going to have to, I think, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think the bears, I, I, the bears aren't as committed. It's not their coaching staff that drafted him. I don't know. What but, would you do? You have to make the decision right now today. I would draft Marvin Harrison jr. And keep or, or trade the pick to make, but I would get, I would, I want Marvin Harrison jr. I think that's part of it there. Right. And I know you're a dynasty player. I know, you know who he is. So um, we can go that route, but um, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is already in ADP, just so you know, wide receiver three in dynasty startup drafts. Jesus, I love it. I love it. Um, I, I love that that exists. I think it, it that that to me is just it talks about our industry. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's pretty cool. But let's yeah. we'll get to the uh day game slate or the early slate on Sunday, but first, quick note from odds are are you ready to revolutionize your sports betting approach? Begin with a two-week free trial at oddsr.com, where cutting-edge AI technology sharpens your edge in the betting game. Benefit from our proven two-year track record, boasting a 60% accuracy rate and a, an impressive 10% ROI. The odds are AI meticulously sifts through extensive data to reveal high-value, green-value plays, guiding you towards smarter betting decisions. And it's not just about the numbers. The odds are app is exceptionally user-friendly, crafted to be your go-to betting advisor right at your fingertips. Fingertips. Jumpstart your journey to betting smarter and more successfully. Simply visit the iOS or Google Play Store, download the Odds Are app, and step into a world of confident betting. Your path to a more strategic betting experience starts with our two-week free trial. Download today, where smart strategy triumphs over luck. Alan Soslowski, if you were lucky, you started Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco this past week. My goodness. Flacco has been a wagon. Too. I mean, it's been every single week. He's throwing for over 300 yards. Houston all of a sudden has fallen apart. Their defense looks terrible now. And Flacco carved it apart. I just want to back up for a second here. Jeff Erickson, I, I have to say it here. I, I got to pay you a compliment. Oh, you do. You have that very nice radio voice. When you're reading the reads, I can. it really comes out because we're not talking like you have. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's almost like you've, you've have a little experience on the radio. And I, when I listen back and I, and it's hard for me to listen back to my own voice on the radio, I, I hear, I hear like the obnoxious Long Island accent. You really do have that <laughs> polished radio. I, again, I, I mean, it's, you've been doing so it I years. hate the sound of my own voice. Like every other human that hates the sound of their own voice, unless you're a really narcissist, but, uh, there's a far side commercial, uh, cartoon, I should say not commercial far side cartoon. It says, Oh, I don't really sound like that. Do I, I, I feel that way when every time I hear on my own voice. Yeah. Well, anyway, I wanted to pay you that Thank compliment. You. So yeah, Joe Flacco, 44 plus pass attempts over the, the, the month, right? Can you imagine averaging 44 pass attempts, 38 year old, year old Joe, uh, Joe Flacco, two and a half touchdowns per game. And like you, you measure the yardage is just like out of control. Um, QB, you know, he's a top five. He just, this is the crazy part about fantasy football is now it's short week fantasy finals mm-hmm. and horrible matchup. Ooh, what do I do? I wouldn't be able to bench him. You know, I mean, obviously Amari Cooper, you're, Cooper, you're not benching him. If you have both of those guys, oh my God. Now this could go wrong on you, but winning the big prize in fantasy football, no one's ever won it playing it safe. Um, right. I would have, you would have to have like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, uh, I wouldn't even Patrick Mahomes is not in this conversation for me. Like Joe Flacco, even with the bad matchup, is going to be my starter over Tua. I mean, over any of these, over Jared Goff. I, I'm, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I, um, I, and the consensus is going to agree with you. Yeah. I, I mean, and I get your point. I understand it. It's a very progressive way of thinking about things. I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I cannot sit a guy that's this red hot because, look, Joe Flacco last year at the Jets was horrible. He looked washed, which really brings me to one conclusion. Like, the coaching matters and team environment matters, which is an obvious take. Nobody, you know, you don't need us to tell you that. But it is what it is, Jeff. Like, sometimes it's, I I don't know, you're you're just the matchup. If this was like a neutral, like the 15th best defense, you would be with me here? Is that what you're saying? Say say that again. If, like basically, if it wasn't the it, if it wasn't the Jets that were the matchup with Joe Flacco, you'd be riding him as like a top five quarterback at this point. No, I would not. Okay, so you're um, not there. You're not, not there. Not there. Uh, okay. Let me pull up. I, I I. But you know, it's you know, it took a while to get Purdy there, and then Purdy turned into a pumpkin. Like, are you you're not going to start him over Lamar, are you? No, you're not going to start no. him over. Uh, I, I go down the list. Honestly, I wouldn't. I'd start Mahomes over him still. Um, I wouldn't. And especially this week matchup, he gets the Bengals and Flacco gets, I think it's a revenge game for the Jets. I don't know. Um, Who knows? Maybe it's a revenge game for the Jets. And by the way, if Cleveland and Baltimore play each other in the playoff, it's a revenge game for Flacco in Baltimore. Yeah, I I just I can't get there. Um, I understand this. He's the old guy who just wears sweatpants all the time. He doesn't give a damn. He's just flowing. He's just, he's just airing it out every time. He doesn't care about the picks. I I feel like there's a Nick Mullins type of game here, which is good and bad. It could, I don't think he's especially good. I think he's just taken advantage of some decent matchups. Like the bears game. He was terrible in that game. He threw some bad picks, but he also had connected on some big plays. Gotcha. Uh, They, they had to catch up. I mean, I don't know. He got there for you. It's kind of like Jake Browning getting there against the Steelers last week. He didn't play well. Flacco played well, obviously, yesterday or Sunday. But, you know, the week before against the Bears, he didn't play especially well. 44 pass attempts per game over a month sample. In in football, four games is a lifetime. I mean, it's everything small. um, I understand that. I, I understand that they've given up on running the ball. 
Um, actually have had to start Jerome Ford as a flex in one league, although I benched Herbert. I won't do that again. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you, that was the right call, though. Ford had been the process been, was right. Yeah. The cards flipped over and, and you busted. Um, I, I can I can get if someone wants to push back on the argument that the Jets have basically made Justin Herbert look like, you know, a, a backup quarterback. I can understand that. It's just that this team right now for fantasy football is just so hot. Uh, and when I get asked our sick questions, I try to, I try to just say, ride the heat, ride the heat. And unless there's a clear mm-hmm. and obvious answer why you wouldn't. So make your decision, man. I know if it was my team, that's how I would do it. But I'm curious to see where Joe ends up. Joe Flacco ends up on your value meter that you publish on roadwire.com. Yeah. My guess is it'll be around 15 or so this week. Cause just because I think the matchup is terrible. So we'll see. Uh, start Njoku, start Cooper. They're both gold. Um, and then you move on. Uh, Detroit and Minnesota. Let's move on to this one here. Big win for Detroit, obviously. They clinched the division. Justin Jefferson looked amazing. It was heartening seeing that for next year. Frustrating because I, I told you this. I got all these notifications. Justin <laughs> Jefferson has made a big play. Brees Hall has made a big play. Team that's been long eliminated. What a crushed this week. But so turn off your notifications, man. That's cruel to yourself. Be good to yourself, Jeff. I, I got to do that. I, I do need to do that. Uh, we may not have Hawkinson this week. Mm. Uh, we may have Addison. We may or may not have Addison. KJ Osborne's a live play if we don't have Addison. Even if we do, he looked pretty darn good at a couple on those deep balls there. Uh, if there's no Hawkinson, it may just go, you know, 11 personnel a little bit more and just throw, throw more to Osborne. Yeah. It's uh Hawkinson was on his way to a big day too. Uh, ended up with four receptions for 58 yards. Even uh, Johnny Munt, uh, number 86 on the, on the Minnesota caught a 23 yard pass. And so Arnold too. Yeah. The Munt play was a trick play though. Um, so that's why that that he got that one. It was like it was a it was a flea flicker and almost in the red zone. It, it's it's very rare to see that there, but it, yeah, it Josh, worked. Josh Oliver caught you know a thirty yard pass. That's what I'm saying. Like these, yeah. pro, it, all in all, these were earmarked for Hawkinson once Addison was out of the game. And I like that you underlined KJ Osborne because he's you know in week 17 of your championship, we do a waiver wire video, mm-hmm. we do articles, but how many of these guys could you actually pick up and play? I think you identified the actual only guy in the wide receiver rankings that you could pick up and put yeah. in your lineup and you're confident because he seems in the reason that wide receivers are so volatile is because they're never one for one replacements of the player that got injured. Mm-hmm. KJ Osborne has proven this year that when he is the target number two, that you're going to get five for 75 or five for 60. And then if you get the touchdown, like he did on Sunday, um, you're, or you're, you're in business. So yeah. uh, I love the KJ Osborne call out there by you. Yeah. By the way, uh, other other takeaways: Gibbs over Montgomery now. Um, it's he's getting more work. He did have that fumble, but he's getting goal line work now. Montgomery is not guaranteed that anymore. So uh, Gibbs is um, my RB one in dynasty. I mean, if you're yeah. you know Christian McCaffrey's the redraft one because, but at 28 years old next year, I think when you talk about age adjusted rankings, uh, Gibbs. I mean, I can't see why you wouldn't have him as a top one, two, or three in your rankings in long term leads. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Ty, Ty Chandler, quickly. Did you play him and get disappointed this week after the big game the week before? Him. I didn't have him in leagues where I'm alive, uh, yeah. but I would have. Um, and I, I would did. do so again because it's not Matt. It's just not Madison anymore, which is about time. Yeah, totally. And and he's in, if you, uh, if, 
he's in play next year for like the one a role. Cause running back is probably not an area where they're going to like fully address. Like they have other needs, uh, the Vikings. So it, it's probably these two guys again, maybe with a, a street veteran that, you know, a Miles Sanders type. I know not him himself. He's under contract, but it'll be Madison. Ty Chandler is probably the lead back. So I, I'm interested to see how he finishes as well. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right about that. OK, uh, let's move on. But uh, to Green Bay and Carolina, uh, this is turned out to be a game at the end. Carol look, looked like Carolina. I mean, that Green Bay is firmly in control, uh, but then. The Packers somehow gave up 30 points to Bryce Young and 300 yards to Bryce Young. I'm surprised Joe Mary, Joe Barry wasn't fired on the tarmac. I know if Joe Bartle or Nick Whalen or any of the other Madisonites uh, in the Rotowire Mafia had any say at all of this, Joe Barry would be fired like 17 times over. Fired him at halftime on the loudspeaker. Isn't that what yeah. you guys used to say? That um, was a list statement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I use that one now every once in a while. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. The, for the Packers, the good news is that Aaron Jones, because I, I was writing him off as washed. He, he looked yeah. pretty good to me. Um, 21 carries, 127 yards, Jeff. That's uh, six yards per carry. That, that's good, right? That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young, the Green Bay is the youngest wide receiver core in the NFL. So I like Jordan Love for that reason that he's growing with these guys. Jordan Love has had the most interesting season where it was high, but there was reason to explain why for fantasy football he was doing well. It was an unsustainable touchdown rate, then came down, and now he looks like a player that they're going to be confidently starting in 2024. And all of these young wide receivers, if we can get them on the field at the same time, you had an interesting call out earlier with Bo Melton. Wow, that guy, that he was a uh, like a seventh round pick a couple of years ago. And four catches for 44 yards. And then you also mentioned Bryce Young. The Carolina Panther fans have to like just be like, okay, at least we saw one game, right? I mean, at least there's something now to build on here and that you could feel confident about going into the offseason because it's just been like a complete disaster. And then the last player that I think we need to um, highlight here is Chuba Hubbard. Uh, heading into this week, Jeff, was a top 10 running back in actual production over like the last month or so. Um he he's obviously better than Miles Sanders, and I guess really with a you know he had forty three yards rushing and a touchdown, and uh, did have one catch for eight yards. I mean, are you confidently starting him in in a league? If I mean, where's he going to be on your value meter? Really, is the question. Yeah, um, I used him in DFS last week. Um, got that touchdown late. It was kind of a saver there. It was because he wasn't great. Uh, given the matchup, they I mean it was a game flow thing. That screwed us there that he wasn't getting the volume, but uh, we got that touchdown. So it saved it last week. I had Chuba Hubbard at 13. So that's yeah, I'm pretty close on him, but I, <clears throat> I mean, I had him over Bijan. I had him over Derek Henry. I had him over Kenneth Walker over HN over Montgomery. There's some good names here. That's the thing with every team playing. Like there's always going to be that. I can't believe you have this guy this low. Uh, and some of these guys are falling into that right now. Yep. And then lastly, Amir Smith Marset. He looks like a real player. And the only reason that he fell in like the real NFL draft, I think there was some off the field concerns, but he had like a, I think it was a reverse or a rushing play for a touchdown. I, I'd be interested. He only had one reception for 18 yards yeah, as a I'm receiver. Him. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying for next year and you're, you know, in, in like deep dynasty leagues, he's actually out there and available for pickup. So it just, 
I saw enough where I was like, oh, okay. I remember he had some hype as a rookie, but yeah, in your fantasy final or anything like that, no. But this team is looking for young playmakers. I mean, is Adam Thielen really going to be back as your number one wide receiver next year? You know? No, it's Mingo, but they didn't use him this week. That's the thing. It was Chark Week. Discovery Week failed us. They did. Uh, Discovery Channel good. failed us. That was my good, good joke on Twitter. Uh, and if more people were on Twitter, would have gotten more play, but it was a good one. That was uh, a good one. I like yeah. it. But Chark has had two good weeks in a row, and he made some, he balled out. He had some really nice plays, but I'm concerned because Mingo was, you know, steadily getting seven, eight targets a week, and he got like one last week. Yeah. And like you said, DJ Shark gets in the, uh, in the end zone twice. Um, it, I, I think it was he on a one or a two year deal. I'd be interested. I mean, it sounds like that the team, if, if he finishes the season like this, that the team will be interested in bringing him back because they are, they don't have a first round pick, Carolina, and they need, uh, ascending wide receiver pass catcher help. Mingo uh, is a good call out as well because he had been coming on. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's the only reason I said, like I said, I underline uh, Amir Mar Smith Marset because he's flashing. And I'm not saying he's like your lead guy, but it's someone that it, it caught my attention while watching the game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Very good. Uh, Washington and the Jets. How did Washington almost win this game? I mean, the Jets were at 27 to seven and they're looking hideous. I, I mean, I guess the answer is they switched quarterbacks, but oh my goodness, what, what a ridiculous collapse. And what's it going to take for Jacoby Brissett to start this week? Well, I mean, at this point, you just want to see how ham, ham, how Sam, ham sandwich, how Sam Howell responds. I, I mean, Ron Rivera, he, he's basically clinging to uh, the, the thing that Leonardo DiCaprio was when he went overboard in the Titanic, that like mm -hmm. that, that door for his job, right? Like he, he's sinking, he's sinking quick uh, on the Titanic. So yeah. he just needs wins, right? Because he needs to do anything. He can't have like this complete losing culture. So that's the case for Jacoby Brissett. But if the with the team was really interested, and I know you've had like most of the season of Sam Howell. You do want to see how he responds to adversity to see if he is your guy. Mm -hmm. Washington's now in striking distance of getting an elite quarterback if they yes. want one. So I would still start Sam Howell. Um, by the way, coming into this this game, the 32nd ranked offense, New York Jets versus the 32nd ranked defense, Washington Commanders. I mean, what could have gone wrong? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is this is an easy decision to bury hell. Um, but it, it's just, you know, this is two weeks in a row where Brissett's come in and balled out after Howell's mm -hmm. stunk up the joint. Um, so C Rod, though. C Rod. Chris Rodriguez is the story of Washington. Yeah, but he's hurt now. That's the oh, one. he got banged up. I didn't, I must have missed that. Okay. Yeah, um, I'll put, tell you, I'll bring up the specific injury, but yeah, yeah. I it's a guy I, I discussed. Uh, with Chris on his pod today is also, but uh, he's in a walking boot after the game. Uh, okay. That's not good. Cause I put him out there on an Earl, uh, you know, um, as like, Hey, Chris Rodriguez looks like a player. He does. Uh, yeah. That's he looks good. I mean, I, I agree. They face the Niners this week too. That's the other problem. Um, so you're not going to get a whole lot of running looking for fail. blood. Yeah. Niners I mean, look yeah, they, it, for sure. But just, it's just a bad matchup too. Uh, it's the, and the, the, the commanders will go to many wide links to make sure that, uh, you don't get any play for Antonio Gibson. <laughs> he he's a complete free agent next year. So I, I'm interested to see where I, like, I still like Antonio Gibson. Remember he was a college wide receiver, did not play running back. Uh, he had a few rushes in college, but he was a wide receiver for Memphis that was converted to running back. So I'm wondering if he ends up being more of like, 
what we wanted LaVisca Chenault to be or what Percy Harvin was at his peak. Like I still believe that at age 25 with a new fresh start on a fresh team that mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson is going to be someone that I'm interested in next season. I could see it. I could definitely see it there. Um, any other takeaways from this game? Um, Brees Hall goes off on everybody's uh, dormant fantasy team because they've already been eliminated. Yeah, Brees Hall. Still have Brees Hall active in the finals this week. Yeah, I mean, they went against me, the guy who I was in my game. I lost um, a fantasy game by one point two points, Jeff, going against Brees Hall. Told you that was the team where I needed Barkley to get one more catch, and I would have vaulted past the guy. Nobody cares about my team, but the ACL injury that happened in week seven with Hall. This is a very quick point: is that it's usually ten months to return to play with ACL about yeah. 18 to months to return to full steam here. He looks like he's full steam. I think that he is in consideration for a top seven pick next year in fantasy draft. Agreed. And I think his problems this year have been less about him and more about the offensive line. Anyhow, uh, and the, in the tragic quarterback play, when you're facing 37 people in the box, it's tough <laughs> against that sib like offensive line. Um, so yeah, I, I don't blame his struggles on him. Uh, Atlanta Indy. Let's just move on to that one there. Hey, Bijan Robinson. They gave him touches. They won. Who knew? Oh, <laughs> Algier looked good too. Actually, I told you I started. I have a fancy championship team where I started Algier, but uh, I over Kareem Hunt. By the way, that, that was my choice that I have every single week. Um, anywho, uh, B- bigger con- bigger conflict. Is it in the Middle East or is it uh, Bijan? Uh, is it Arthur Smith versus fantasy players? Which one's <laughs> right? more contentious? Well, I'd say Arthur Smith can get fired someday. So uh, it, it's solvable. Ship right. him out. That's the joke. You know, the FedEx Yeah, joke. I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. If you uh, absolutely yeah. positively need to have it last year, do it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, Kyle Pitts, I think that's an interesting storyline. Three for 49 and a touchdown, right? right. I mean, early. I, you knew you got your production early out of him. Yep. Yep. So I had benched him for Dallas Goddard. Well, that actually worked out. But Kyle Pitts, man, it's in uh, Drake London, another three for 39 game. So fine. We get our Bijan, our 12 carries for 72 yards. We get our seven catches for 50 yards. But now the other two guys don't produce, right? I mean, that's, that's the first scored. I mean, you got that, but right. Yeah. Right. And that's all you could hope for. But that's what I think is like it. Does He's quarter- in that territory for tight ends, by the way, Kyle Pitts. You know, if he scores a touchdown, great. Otherwise, you know, he, he he's no longer in my top 10. He's like 15th every week now. Peak Gerald Everett. Oh, wow. Ouch. New coach, please, please rescue him. And they can need a quarterback too, though. That's their other problem. They'll, they'll be Gardner Minshew will be fully available for a team like that. I mean, that's like the perfect guy, right? Like we used to they say, they already have that perfect guy in Taylor Heineke though. They're the same guy and Nick well, Mullins. They're all that guy. Well, we used to use, you remember like a half a decade ago, we used to use Andy Dalton as the Mendoza line for like, Hey, he can carry an offense. Now it's Gardner Minshew. I think, we Gardner Minshew has proven to be a little bit at the top of that boot of that like tier that buoys an offense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I, I like that. I think, I think that line is a good one there. Um, any other, oh, so Colts side though, Gardner Minshew is terrible in this game. <laughs> Speak of the devil. He was terrible. And that's the thing is he, he has this range of outcomes, by the way, you always, you, you bet on Atlanta home and fade the heck out of them on the road, especially outside of the division. But the Colts, they're, that's the thing is like they're they're a weird team too. I mean that they were well positioned to to do what to go in the playoffs, but they just got smashed in this game. A Bengals smashed them three weeks ago. 
I don't know, man. I mean, they did destroy the Steelers, but I it just like you can't you don't know which version of them is going to show up in any given week. Yeah, Michael Pittman is the reason why. I mean, it, with Michael yeah. Pittman, he is he's like a younger Mike Evans, right? At this mm-hmm. point, right? Like he's a guy that like nobody is like he's not a sexy pick in fantasy drafts, right? Uh, but he's just going to produce year and year out. And it was very strange with Michael Pittman because he he was in the concussion protocol, so you were banking on not having him. And then he cleared and was like ready to go back in. You put him in your fantasy lineups as you're tinkering through the week. And then like late in the week, they said, no, he's not going to play. And I think that directly correlates with um, with Gardner Minshew's poor play. Gardner Minshew is not an elevator. He's going to be as good as the talent around him. Take Michael Pittman, who I think we can agree at this point is a top 12 real life NFL awesome. wide receiver. Yeah, so, he's great. So. Yeah, and he had those com- concussions. That shows how tricky concussions are because he had cleared the protocol entirely and then experienced symptoms on like on the flight, basically, to Atlanta uh, on Saturday. So, you know, and this is – and I, I saw the tales of, whoa, people had benched George Pickens and started Mike you – know, under knowing that Ooh. they had Michael Pittman. And Oh, that's a bad one. Yeah. Talk about bad beat. That's a bad one. It is. It is a bad beat. Uh. Anything else from this? You know, let's move on. Seattle, Tennessee. Uh, this one was Tennessee almost found. I mean, Seattle almost found a way to kind of choke their way out of the playoffs. Had a great drive, sa- saved their season. Now they're now they're a playoff team along with the Rams. They both look like they're going to make it. Uh, but that was it, was it was a massive win for them. Massive, massive win. Can't understate how important it was for them to win that game. Yeah, I mean, do you still do you feel good about Seattle? Like, do you think that they're someone that can win a playoff game? Should they make it in? So here's the thing: I think Seattle can win a playoff game, or they could lose by thirty. <laughs> okay, you know what? That is right on. Right, they are a team that that has enough talent. If everything goes right, yeah. but you you've seen it fall apart. Uh, if there's a little poke, if there's a like, uh, if there's a little spark plug missing in the Ferrari, the whole thing shuts down. Uh, that's right. such a good. <laughs> right now, it. they're they're projected to go to Philly, Philadelphia, who they just beat on Monday night, albeit at home. And I could see them losing the thirty at Philly. Oh, that's in yeah. a two-seven matchup there. I could see that happening. I could see them upsetting Philly again, though. Too. I mean, I could see that happening. I I mean, they're they're just a. But I don't see them stringing together two to three games. That's the thing. I could see them having one good game in the playoffs and then getting smashed the next week. Yeah. Which really just means that our fantasy playoff leagues where you draft players and you see it's who this year is going to be. So Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey will be picked one and two, depending on which one you want. And then after that game on, right? Like who just pick a team and stack them in your playoff leagues. Well, especially because the Ravens, their, their players aren't fantasy friendly. It's Lamar. And then dot, dot, dot. I mean, Zay Flowers is a good player. Um, Gus Edwards scores touchdowns, but he doesn't do much else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Andrews is out. If Andrews were healthy, he'd be a first round pick in fantasy playoff drafts. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's really weird how the Ravens don't have, they're, they're such a good team and yet they don't have the fantasy components. And uh, by the way, if we do, when, when we do our fantasy playoff leagues, we're doing third round reversal. You have, you cannot give the Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy guy, um, uh, you know, uh, an early third round pick. You just can't. Fair, fair. I, I could see that happening. Yep. I, I agree with you on that. Um, all right. Before we hit up the Saturday games, and we won't even deal with Thursday because that was such a long time ago, but we'll, a quick note from our friends at Smash Up Fantasy Sports. Are you one of the many sports fans who are not ready for the fantasy season to end? Then you have to play Smash Up Fantasy Sports, the fastest growing free game. 
In Smash Up, your traditional fantasy team gets supercharged by Smash cards, which are like video game power-ups that pick you to boost the scores of your players or your even your entire team. Think your kicker is going to have a big game? Then choose card like Big Kick Energy to power them up. Yeah, very good. Are you, are you starting Justin Fields? Then play Scramble Spikes to score more from his running. Paired with cool video game-like visuals, Smash Up is the biggest innovation in fantasy sports in a very long time and really feels like it was designed for sports fans. And here's the best part. You can play for free and win fantastic prizes. No credit card needed. No hidden fees. All users receive three entries per week. But with our code ROTOWIRE, you'll unlock a fourth entry every week through the Super Bowl. And if you use our promo code or join the group ROTOWIRE from your profile, you can play against us in our private tournament for a chance to win a free ROTOWIRE fantasy football subscription. Enter now at smashupsports.com and join the future of fantasy sports. Thank you for Smash Up for joining our podcast here. All right, real quick here. Let's let's hit up uh, the uh, the Saturday games. The Peacock game, Buffalo and the Chargers. Chargers gave them a game. It was the new, it was the dead coach gone bounce. The dead <laughs> cat bounce, if you will. Staley's gone. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The Chargers were very spirited in this game. Buffalo pulls it out at the end. Um, Alan, I'm I'm a pretty tech savvy guy. I subscribe to various services, all that. I did not realize until the fourth quarter that the game was being broadcast locally on my NBC affiliate because it's the LA chargers and you get, uh, so it wasn't exclusively on Peacock. So I was fussing around trying to get into Peacock because I don't have Peacock yet. Um, and Oh, it's also 30 seconds ahead of the Peacock feed too. So I was like, I, it was, I was like, I'm I'm a really smart guy, but I don't know how to use the guide button on my remote apparently. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just technologically, this is a very smart move for the NFL to try to test out games. It's inconvenient for the fans in the short Terrible. term. It's yeah. horrible. But uh, didn't I gave you the code, right? I mean, uh, yeah, uh, six yeah, months good. ago, I sent you the code. Uh, <laughs> Cheating. Well, um, no, we, but it's terrible for the fan to have to have 17 different platforms to try to watch a damn game. And there's going to be a playoff game on Peacock, too. It's, uh, mm -hmm. So, And it won't be broadcast locally. I know that. Won't be the Chargers, maybe the Rams. I don't know, but I think it's an I think it's an AFC game. I think it's terrible. I think it's horrible. We pay so much. You, you, if you pay for Red Zone, you pay for you know whatever service you have to watch your games, and you have to watch the Amazon games, and then a Peacock game, and baseball. There's the Apple games. Stop! It, it's so much worse than it used to be before. You, you're paying way more after cutting the cord. You're ending up paying more. Well, or yeah, well, games. Yeah, cord cutting was cool seven, eight years ago, but now it's going back. You know, like we all we want is consolidation, right? That's all we, we want at this point. Yes. Be careful what you we wish had for. it. We had a great system. Yeah. No, the problem is this is the future. Everything's going to be sold out of cart. If you want a premium product like the NFL, just like when you go to a steakhouse, there's no there's no sides. Oh, wait, the steak is $64.95. They don't sell you sides of that. You have to order the you know the spinach for uh for for $13.95 and then the mushrooms for uh 16 bucks. I mean, that's the future of the NFL. They're, that by the way, it's the future of sports. That in-season tournament they're doing for the NBA. The reason they're doing that is so they could sell it a la carte to Apple or whoever, Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Interesting. You, you I think they're getting it, it's reaching that demarcation point where people are going to say, screw it, I'm not going to do it. There'll be a there'll be certain, you know, there'll be a subset of people that will pay for everything, right? Me. I, I'm that guy probably. But I guarantee people are going to start walking away from that. 
Well, what they need is, yeah, they need one app to stream them all. There's an app that was called like the Jeff Erickson app. And then it doesn't matter. Like you wouldn't know if you were streaming on Apple or streaming on this or streaming on that. It was just all inside the Jeff Erickson app. Right. And it looked like your program guide that used to have on like Xfinity Mm -hmm. or Comcast or AT&T or then it would be cool. And then all the streamers can still get their money, but it would all be. So whoever creates that one master app, I think that's the answer to all this fragmentation. But that's for for another day, you know, and the thing is, it's not like price points. My biggest issue. I mean, I paid for Sunday ticket. That was the whole point of Sunday ticket is to have everything. And think about when you're watching Amazon, like the like watching a standalone NFL game is inconvenient because of all the commercials and the interruptions. Yeah. So in the past, if you were watching a standalone NFL game, you could channel flip, you could see what's on in the news, you could see what's going right. on in in your basketball game. You can't. It's so hard to go out of it's Prime into your TV. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. One app to stream them all is really the answer. Um, yeah, and that, I, get, and I really want to miss those hot flashes commercials that every single <laughs> Amazon game has. Like, come on, know your target audience for crying out loud they're figuring it out but i i like streaming in general because i can watch on any device i'm in the shower jeff with my phone watching nfl sunday ticket while i'm scrubbing under my armpits i have stop with the visuals dude stop (laughs) with the visuals you're lucky i said armpits you're lucky i said all right no you're Uh, like i mean (laughs) cancel cancel culture i uh but yeah back to the this game um we uh you were talking about the bills and Chargers, uh, yes. in chargers right yeah james cook um you know di- didn't disappointing ex- game yeah but gabe davis goes off on everyone's bench that's what i love he had two zeros in a row more or less right two yeah. very low games and uh Don- and don kincaid had two very bad games so i needed to pick in my flex because i had like a normal tight end going of which one of these guys and i picked it wrong i picked kincaid and that was the difference and you know like i said so gabe davis I mean, he is a he pushes feast or famine to the utmost extreme. I mean, you get a zero or you win your week because of him. There's no like eight, six point game from him. Yeah, 100 percent agree. Uh, my my wife is I, I have a league that my wife and I are both playing in and she has Gabe Davis on her bench and she had Cooper <laughs> Cup and Elijah Moore active, I think uh she is ranting today. She went up against Amari Cooper. She was the number one seed and got knocked out and. She is oh oh it's been hot fire this whole weekend on that one there. Did you explain um, to her? Oh, she's still in the mindset. Oh, right? Just, don't try oh. to mansplain this. Either. Don't even try to do that. That that's a, that's a bad idea. I tried. It's don't just right. don't. Yeah, but yeah, me. but we need to talk Stefan Diggs for real though, because ever since Joe Brady was named the offensive coordinator, Diggs's production has been very pedestrian. Allen, they I oh. mean the emphasis on running the ball has had a direct impact on hurting Diggs. To the point where I'm think some people are probably like, oh, I don't want to have to start him in my final. I do have him, and that that was the team. You know, the team I was talking about with my crappy running backs. I have, I have, I have Cooper, I have Diggs, I have Lamb, and I have Keenan Allen. That's how I made it as far as I did. I have stud wide receivers, but Diggs has been terrible lately. Five of the first six weeks, Jeff Erickson, he has a hundred yards or more. Yeah, he was awesome. Since then, zero 100-yard games. Yeah, I mean, I know you, this. you said terrible. I'm just opening up the hood to explain how terrible. Yes. This, was, this was your first round pick. Yes. This is, yeah, this is a player that you took at pick 10 and were so psyched after the first month of the season, you had it made. And he's not, you know, we talk about league winners. He's a league loser, right? This mm-hmm. is why you didn't start. And I'm starting other, him this week too, by the way. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have the stones to bench him against Miami? 
No, I, I'm starting him. I'm yeah. starting him, and I'm st- well. And I don't have Keenan Allen. That's part of it. And oh, I said Miami. It's New England. He's playing New England. Sorry. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know. Maybe. Well, C.D. Lamb got his last week, so yeah. But and Buffalo's playing for something too. So they're they're so that I'm, I'm at least I, I'm I'm excited about. So I we haven't I seen any squeaky wheel though from him. That's usually usually it's Stefan Diggs complains, and then he gets peppered with 14 targets. We have not. They're winning. How can he? That's it, right? right. He doesn't really. Then he would seem like the bad teammate. Is he a first round pick next year? No. Second? He's clearly, probably, but he's clearly, I mean, you're not going to take him over Lamb. You're not going to take him. I mean, well, well, Lamb's a top three pick next year, top four pick. You're taking. Let's let's take a look. Let's do this. Yeah. So so we did a, um, like a mock draft. I did one with Liss on the Rotowire podcast, and he took Mm -hmm. Lamb at pick two. He's like, why am I going to take Jefferson when I don't know the QB? Why am I going to take Chase when he's had a few in and outs of the lineup? He's like, yeah, right you're now. You're taking both those guys over Diggs, and it's not even close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not you're even taking Tyreek over him, taking AJ Brown over him. Mm-hmm. You're That's where Cooper, it's you're taking, you're taking Amon Ross St. Brown, your favorite player ahead of him. Um, you're taking Cooper Cup ahead of Diggs next year. I, think. I would take Puka over both of them. Yeah, fair. Okay. Yeah. Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans, where no matter where where depending on where he lands versus Stefan Diggs, I'm thinking for just one year, I'd probably take Evans. Get well, out, you know, take off your dynasty hat for a second there. Um here's the question. I think yeah. it's like you get into the Garrett Wilsons, the Brees Halls, like with Rogers. Where does Diggs line up against those guys? Yeah. He might end up being a tremendous bargain too, but less things change and like because right now this is working. There, there's less reliance on Josh Allen playing hero ball, which means less reliance on digs and they're winning. Yep. The Kyron Williams is a potential yes. late first round pick next yes. year. Yeah. I can see it. Yep. Yeah. So I think digs is a second rounder. Um, and I don't think it's even that close. I don't think it's, and I don't think it's a bad pick in the second round, but I don't think it's close either from pick like eight to like 20. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to see it. Like when we did this mock draft, which is on the Rotowire YouTube page, there's no distinction between pick eight and pick like 17, 19, 20, something like that. Like all those guys you would take at pick eight or at pick 20. You know, what that tells me is I want to get like top seven. F- yeah. AJ Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown cut off. Yeah. Uh, I want to get an early pick because um, I think you're going to get someone great in the second round. Yeah, you know, things will have a way of sorting itself out. All right. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, nothing happened. Let's move on to Thursday. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So the Bengals basically, as their season ended, they got like a 12% chance of making the playoffs now or something like that. Uh, just And it was never close. Uh, it was just never close. That game, I mean, they get, the Pickens gets the, large, the, the long touchdown right away, and you're like, oh, here we go. And uh, Awuzier got wasted a couple of times by Pickens. Uh that that second touchdown was the the kill actually was the real killer. It was OJ finding the real killer. I found the real killer. That was it right there. <laughs> That's um, good. Uh but so just want to go back to Pickens for a second because like we've been waiting for him, right? D- mm-hmm. Is there do you think that this is ca- this is going to ca- is it Mason Rudolph that unlocked him or is it that George Pickens was a little more engaged because it's not just like that Pickens had like five catches for like 80 yards and a touchdown. He had 195 yards and two touchdowns. This is like old school Josh Gordon type of stuff he was doing. This was Chidobe Awuzie unlocking oh. him. Okay. Um left on the island on one of those and just a bad 
tackle coverage attempt on the first one. The first one, that slant. I mean, it was similar to T. Higgins taking it to the house on his. His is also just terrible, like path taken by the defender to him, and then exacerbated by like the, the Bengals kind of got in each other's way. Uh, I mean, it, it was just bad all around. Uh, I don't think. I mean, Pickens is great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's necessarily unlocked with Mason Rudolph. I think it was just, just this was the. 90th 95th percentile 99th percentile performance uh, result did did anybody make the rudolph on christmas joke was oh everybody a, okay all right i figured yeah. I, again you know when i have a thought like that i always you think, think like 17 other people yeah like yeah, that's why i thought of it first yeah i know i did as my kids like to say yeah that one i it's just so obvious that just like the tommy devito um you know uh that he got whacked right yeah. i mean like it's it's worth saying, but not saying like, hey, I have this great thought. It's to say like, hey, has anyone said this? You know. Oh, and I'm just as guilty of doing that too, by the way. Yeah. So, well, yeah. No, I'm this saying my dad, so I make yeah. jokes that are like dads. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Jake Browning got exposed in this one a little bit. He made some bad decisions. That the interception in the end zone was horrific. It was seven nothing at the time. Just get points. Yeah, they're in field goal range. The one thing you can't do is just throw it up for grabs. I mean, it wasn't even like there was a receiver in the area. It wasn't like you saw an open receiver. He just threw it blindly. That's a backup quarterback right there. That's a, that's the type of throw that cost him money in the offseason. Oh, so you think Jake Browning was headed towards like a bridge quarterback starting gig? Yes, I think he mm. was He was graduating into the Dalton zone. Interesting, um, right? You know, right. Uh, Matt yeah, not, zone, if you will. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. That, well, yeah, that's the old. That was the right? all-timer. Yeah. Well, I think that... It, um, it's it's almost good to happen because Jake Browning, yeah, no, sure, it's financially, it's, yeah, sure, it, it, well, he he would have been heading towards the twelve fourteen million dollar deal, but he's yeah. probably better suited as as a highly paid backup that could like the easy example is when Aaron Rodgers goes down um, next year for like two games, right? That he would be the perfect guy. Or if Joe Burrow, right? If they keep him there and they want, he would give him the hometown discount. But yeah, you're right. He may have cost himself money, but it's these, these guys, as you outlined in the earlier part of the podcast, they expose themselves who they are. The T Higgins, we need to talk about this only because he's going to be eligible for a franchise tag. If not, then he's a true free agent. I, from my perspective, you're a little bit closer to this because you follow the team religiously there's in my eyes, no chance that he walks out that door. Oh, I think there, I don't think he can be franchised. He's a second round pick, right? So you can't franchise tag a second. I got to double pick. check on that. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you can't. I thought you could, you could franchise tag anybody. Yeah, that's right. I've seen kickers franchise before. So never mind. That's a stupid yeah. comment by me. So, Sorry. so let's say um, like, so you basically pay him, uh, you know, I think it's the top 10 salaries of all the, you're, you're basically going to be paying a top 10 salary for T Higgins, but mm -hmm. on a one year, if you can punt that down the road for one year, I mean, why, if you're not going to give him the multi-year deal because you have chase coming up and now Burroughs contract is obviously in full bloom and you have yeah. other needs. I mean, it's just, you can't give these, these nucleuses up when they're in full bloom. Agreed. And the thing is, I, I, you know, the thing is, I, I think you got, I mean, they they paid Burrow, they paid Logan Wilson, they paid Pratt, they've got Chase still coming up. They left two safeties go, and the young secondary burned them some this year because of that. I mean, everything's got to fit. They got to figure out whether DJ Reader, who's out for the year, it, it can it, they can bring him back. That was a tough one. That was a really tough one, by the way. Losing Reader, he didn't play at all in this game. That that hurt them a lot because Pittsburgh was able to do play action. That's why the running game, Najee Harris was more effective, which led to single coverage on Pickens. That that's 
it all everything is kind of tied together there yeah um t higgins though man if they if he does walk out the door i think we found bryce young's uh wr1 for next year yeah i could see it I they'll pay him it. whatever he wants they'll be like hey you want to own a piece of the franchise if bright yeah. they're so invested the carolina that is in bryce young that they need uh, they, i told you the, the 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 most the best true free agent next year in the wide receiver market is gabe davis it's like Tyler Boyd. It's, it's like these type of it's right. Yeah. So if T Higgins gets out the door, he's getting he he might end up being the highest, paid which is player. why I think he gets out the door. Interesting. Well, that's because why I think they slap him with the tag. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Because that's a, whatever he gets in the free in the free market is going to be more than the franchise tag. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. I think. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think this is a good spot to end. Um, we went an hour 40, even more than Waylon. Waylon's piker compared to your endurance here. No, just kidding. Did, did I, uh, was I too verbose? No, no, we just had a lot to say. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I am kidding. Nick, we, we wish the best of Nick. He'll be back tonight uh, for the Sirius XM Fancy Show with me. And I'm uh, looking forward to getting his take. Uh, but uh, we'll be talking about all those stuff and more. But thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for all the comments in the chat. Do appreciate it there. Uh, make sure to check out that uh, free trial at Rotowire if you don't already subscribe. Rotowire.com slash pod. Um, and maybe you can give yourself your loved ones a gift, a late Christmas gift for uh, the new year uh, if you want to start uh, checking out the site. The maybe baseball like, rankings are up. Yeah, baseball draft kit is up. And yeah. We're continually posting stuff there. So Rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card trial. Free peek behind the paywall for a couple of days. Thanks for listening to Rotowire. Thanks to Alan for stepping in this week. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.